Next on BYU Sports Nation, upgrade. BYU basketball officially welcomes a conference player of the year back to the roster. What impact will Jake Toulson have on BYU this season? The Cougar baseball team's season ends without an NCAA regional bid. Did the Cougars get robbed? Plus, which is brighter, the new Boise State Blue Turf or BYU quarterback Zach Wilson's future? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, back to work after the holiday. Hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, May 28th, wherever and however you're connected. As always, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with backyard grass specialist, Jerem Jordan. I don't think I'm a specialist, but I do mow my lawn twice a week. Although my wife mows it on Wednesdays, and I mow it on Saturdays. Wow, that is and quite a schedule. And trim and edge and do the whole, yeah. She wants twice a week, so there you go. Well, your Instagram story would suggest that you do know the difference between a plant and grass. I learned that over the weekend. No, we bought some more plants and planted them yesterday. Your yard looks great. I played basketball for two hours in the morning, and then I did yard work. I am toast. I was so tired, like tired of being on my feet. So I'm happy to be sitting here for an hour with you. Okay, all right. And then later, you and I will play basketball at noon. And you're going to it again. Yeah, four days a week. You did this to yourself. To steal a line from your yeah. book, you did this yeah. to yourself. No, I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it happened. <laughs> there was no complaint in there. I know. I'm kidding. I'm just tired. I'm kidding. It's a lot a good, of basketball. It, it's a good tired. A lot of yard work. Yeah, I'm getting fat, so i got to run. <laughs> i gotta, I got to run. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I've never weighed more than I do now in my life. Yeah. It's kind of an awkward feeling. The way it goes. <laughs> well, you'll weigh more after you eat lunch. It's, that's, that'll be the most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's today's show lineup. Cody Feger, men's basketball assistant coach, on the impact of Jake Toulson transferring into the program. What kind of a difference will this make? We have a between-the-lines centering on track and field. And speaking of track and field, a bunch of athletes are headed to nationals after an unforgettable weekend. We'll recap it all. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Mark Pope announced on Friday that six foot five guard Jake Toulson will transfer from Utah Valley University to play at BYU. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Toulson, who graduated from UVU earlier this month, shot 54% from the field, 45% from three, and 85% from the free throw line last season. Whack player of the year. He'll enroll as a graduate transfer and be eligible to play immediately as a senior in the 2019-2020 campaign. This is a huge pickup. We'll break it down more in a moment, but we've been hinting at this hard. We've been saying, oh, there's another guy, there's another guy. It was Jake Toulson. He's coming. It's awesome. After losing the first two games in the West Coast Conference Baseball Tournament and bowing out, the Cougars did not get an at-large bid to the NCAA Baseball Tournament, ending the season 36-17 and outright WCC champs. Peoria went 7-7 and in the final 14 games. Were the Cougars robbed of a bid? We will break it down in what's trending. This one stings for sure. BYU track and field, as I mentioned above totaled 22 national qualifiers at the NCAA preliminaries this past weekend. Athletes Ricky Factory Jr., Whitney Orton, Kate Hunter, and Talem Franco all scored career bests in their respective events, and Erica Burke-Jarvis set her fifth 
school record in the steeplechase. Qualifiers will compete in the 2019 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Austin, Texas, June 5th through the 8th. Congratulations. And the men's golf team finished playing the NCAA Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas, taking 30th after shooting 74 over par. It wasn't their best tournament. Brock Stranger led the Cougars at 17 over par. I think I was hoping Peter Quest would kind of lead this group and play better the last couple of tournaments. Yeah. Uh, perhaps that means he comes back to BYU next year. I don't know. He was a top 10 guy for most of the year. So congratulations to those guys for getting to the NCAA championships. But I know it wasn't what they wanted to shoot when they got there. Sure, yeah, they wanted to perform better. But again, the season was all, they had already reached that success level right, by getting right. to the NCAA tournament. The, demo, the success line of demarcation was yes, the NCAA they exceeded expectations. And they went, it, they went past the uh, Pullman Regional. So, well done. Outstanding. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Everybody loves an upgrade, and BYU basketball just got a major one. The reigning WAC Player of the Year, Jake Toulson, is now officially enrolled at BYU and will play in the 2019-2020 season. To give you an idea of where Toulson sits in this wild transfer portal of over 700 transfers at one point, Jake Toulson, according to ESPN, ranked the 31st best transfer, and that was as of Friday. Jeff Goodman of Stadium Sports had Jake Toulson at number 10 and included this from his scouts take, quote, he shoots the crap out of the ball, can really space the floor, end quote. <laughs> That's what I want people to say about me. All right. That's a great quote. 45% three-point shooter, Jerem. 85% from the free throw line, 54% from the field overall, injected into a BYU lineup that needs a player like him now more than ever. What impact will Jake Toulson have on BYU basketball this season? He could be the leading scorer. He could be the best player on this team because the best player on this team is left in Yoli Childs. BYU adds an honorable mention All-American. The AP gives automatic honorable mention All-American qualification for every player of the year, which is cool. 16 points a game. You mentioned his his shooting, okay? He's a 180 guy. Typically, that's 50-40-90. In his case, it's 54-45-85. He's 183 in that. Haas, by the way, was 168 just by percentage. 15 combined percentage points higher. The backcourt of Haas, Toulson, probably Wade. How about that? Plus the redemption story. He played a year and a half here. Uh, decided he wanted to transfer. He's back. I love it. I think Jake Toulson could be a major impact player on this team to the point where they can compete with St. Mary's for number two. That BYU could, I don't know, can they sniff the tourney? I think they need a big guy to do so, but they're much more interesting with Jake Toulson on this team. This is an NIT team plus now. No question. Yes. They, I thought that BYU would make the NIT in year one under Mark Pope without Jake Toulson in the mix just because of the new energy and what Mark Pope brings with what he was going to find in the transfer portal. But now adding Jake Toulson to the mix, all of a sudden I'm feeling like BYU is a fringe NCAA oh! tournament team. I, re- I really think he's that caliber of player. He's the conference player of the year. He's an All-American honorable mention. I know every conference player of the year, by according to the AP, is an AP All-American at least honorable mention. But still, he's that caliber of player that can take BYU from, yeah, get into the NIT to, hmm, maybe, just maybe, if the right shot's going at the right time and they can pull off a big upset here and there. 
they might sneak in or at least they'll be in the bubble conversation. I'd be happy for BYU basketball to be in the bubble conversation because yes. it hasn't happened in the recent past. BYU's missed the NCAA tournament, what, five of the last seven years? And four years we're, in a row. We're not used to BYU being in the mix recently. And so this is, this is a tremendous get. Obviously, it was the guy at Utah Valley, which was great. And now he's the third guy to come over. He's the only guy that can play this year. This is a really, really big get for BYU. And I know it's been out there for a couple of weeks, but we haven't been able to talk about it until today after Memorial Day. I'm stoked. I think Jake's a tremendous player when he left. I know everyone talked about Eric Mika leaving early and Elijah Bryant leaving early. Jake Toulson transferring away was a big deal. And now that he's back, I'm very happy about this. Does this make it okay that a guy like Yoli Childs leaves early? It makes it feel better, right? Well, if because Child- you're getting a senior experienced sure. player. Sure. If Yoli Childs was on this team, I would say this team can make the tournament. Yes. In fact, I would expect them to be uh, in the dance with that group. I really would. Like you put, you put Jake with this group, a developing Gavin Baxter. Hopefully you get more from uh, other guys kind of behind him. Can Nick Emery have an impact? He didn't have much of one last year, frankly. Um, can Zach Selyus be somebody more than, right? Now you're talking. Not like the only people you'd be missing from this huge group that BYU had compiled a couple years ago would be Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant. You'd have everybody else, basically. I'm hoping that Jake Toulson can take significant pressure, not just off TJ Haas, but guys like Zach Selyus, where you needed him to make threes. Zach can be the fourth three Exactly. Sure. You needed yeah, him last yeah. year. Now if he can be the four or f- fourth or fifth guy shooting threes and Wade and Haas and Toulson can all kind of do their thing, then maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that shifts things mentally. To do something yes, immediately, too. Exactly. He can be the number three kind of guard. Yeah. Now on to topic two. BYU baseball did not get an at-large bid. Ugh. We thought they were in a pretty good position to do so, but they didn't play well in Stockton, and here they are with the season over. Spencer, did the Cougars get robbed of an NCAA regional bid? I want to say yes, but the reality is no, they did not get robbed. They knew what needed to be done. They needed to close the deal. And in my opinion, they needed to win at least one game in the West Coast Conference Tournament to feel good about being an at-large team. Well, they put up a combined two runs in two games at the West Coast Conference Tournament, lose to LMU and Gonzaga, and they're done. And 19 batters struck out in those two games. BYU just played some of their worst baseball of the season at the most critical time. So they knew what needed to be done and couldn't close the deal. I want, the emotional part of me is like, that is, come on, look at the body of work. But we all know the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee, regardless of the sport, there is value in recency bias and how you play yeah. in pressure baseball in conference tournaments. Who are you right now? Not who were you. Who are you? The Some people probably watched BYU closely in the WCC tournament because it's tournament time. And said, you know, not impressive. Right? Um, I, I don't think that they deserve an at-large spot. I'd rather give it to this team that's playing well. Maybe they don't have as high of RPI or they don't have as many overall wins as BYU, but they're playing well right now. We want an exciting brand of baseball in the tournament. We want to reward those teams. It just they just didn't close the deal. And I know that there's the no Sunday play argument. BYU's more high maintenance. They are. They are. And so that it probably works against them of their own will, but. They're a little bit more high maintenance than some of these other teams. Jaron, they didn't close the deal. Robbed? Uh, no. Disappointing? Yes. Let's lay out what happened. Going into the LMU series on May 2nd, BYU was 29-10. and 10. They were in a great spot. BYU proceeds to go 7-7 seven and seven in the final 14, 0-2 in the conference tournament, two runs scored, as you mentioned. RPI 46. Now, the WCC is the seventh highest RPI of any conference 
in baseball. So winning that league outright, I thought would be a bigger deal. As you mentioned, Sunday play, perhaps an issue, but Mike Littlewood told Jeff Call of the Deseret News yesterday uh, in regards to did it play a factor in not getting in. Probably not a whole lot. I doubt it, end quote. So he doesn't think it was as big a deal. Um, if, if, that's, if it's that big of a deal for Sunday play, then play on Sunday. But BYU chooses not to play on Sunday. So that's an inherent you choose factor that maybe goes against you. What BYU needed to do, though, was not play 500 ball the last 14 and not uh, score two runs and lose both games in the WCC tournament. Certainly disappointing. I wish that baseball had more metrics as to what they use that goes into the criteria, uh, a la men's hoops. I think men's hoops does it really well. We kind of have a pretty good idea of who's getting in and who's not, and if someone doesn't, it's like, well, what criteria was used? We can at least see that criteria in baseball. We have no clue. We go, RPI, overall record, record against top 50. I don't know what else they're looking at. I have no idea. The body of work looks pretty good for BYU baseball, but what have you done for me lately really came yeah. back to bite them. Ask anyone that's married if what you've done for me lately matters. Well, look at the last five <laughs> games. BYU loses to Santa Clara, RPI 278 in a game that they should not have lost. Yeah. Won the series. That's... They win the series, but they lost that game. They lost three of the last yeah, five. Baseball, you win two or three, you're a good team. It's 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 bigger than Santa Clara. It's, oh no, I know, yeah, I'm saying it's yeah. the West Coast Conference tournament combined with a bad loss late in the season. Like BYU probably should have swept Santa Clara. And BYU wasn't one of the last four out, by the way. So it wasn't like they were close. If they had been, then we'd say, oh shoot, they were really close. Is a, a game here? They they weren't one of the first four out. Yeah, the conversation that we need to have is one with the NCAA tournament selection committee, specifically in regard to BYU, just to see kind of what what the whole ideal was because and and maybe they would address Sunday play but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it. it's really interesting. They okay. they would not admit to that. No way. Finally topic 3. Jerem, which is brighter? The brand new Boise State Blue Turf at Albertson Stadium or BYU quarterback Zach Wilson's future. And if you haven't seen the Blue Turf, it's like this deep electric, oh my goodness, I can't unsee that type of blue. It's very blue. What I really want to ask is, were the lines straight? Are the lines straight? <laughs> because when Diego Wolka yes, was running please, in please. 2016 on a pick six, they were not straight. That, as I tweeted the other day, brightly beams our father's mercy that's bright. Okay? Uh, I think it's Zach, Zach Wilson's future. The kid's 19. He could be the next great one here. He has the skill set, the moxie, the work ethic. I don't know if that will manifest itself in a 10-plus win season. Um, because the schedule's tougher, of course, but he could get some big wins and big stat games to be remembered. A reminder, your boy, Taysom Hill, never got a 10-plus win season, never beat Utah, but he is a legend here because of a few things. Beating Texas twice, mm-hmm. the hurdle, and his physique. Okay, Zach Wilson can end the streak to Utah, throw in some big wins against big teams, and build on more performances like, I don't know, 18 for 18 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl to add to his legacy. It is Zach Wilson's future for show. Yes, it's Zach Wilson's future. And how about that? One game into his sophomore season, if BYU beats Utah, he's the guy that went perfect in the bowl game. He could just retire at that point. And then the very next game he plays in, BYU ends the eight-game losing streak to Utah. That would be neat. That would technically be back-to-back games. Crazy. I I I would like that. Yes, even though I want to sing Eiffel 65, Blue Dabu D every time I see the Boise please, State please Blue don't. Turf. I please, won't. Please don't. Just about anything's better than the Boise Blue, okay? One thing, we don't have the rest. So. <laughs> Zach Wilson is brash, <laughs> confident, and he's a football junkie. 
He's a good student. Don't get me wrong. He He's ca- the only, that's the only kind of junkie that can be at BYU, I think, he right? He cares about schoolwork and will get his homework done, his grades. Like, he's a smart kid. But it's just so he can – like, when little kids are like, I want to finish my homework so I can play video games or go play with a friend or whatever. Zach is like, okay, I want to get this out of the way so I can study football. I, I want – I need more football. He is a football junkie. I don't care if he's academically inclined. No, just I'm be eligible. It is good for <laughs> BYU to have a dude that – the academic cares, center's like, don't say that. He cares the most about football, period. The end. It's not close. Uh, and, and it's the greatest thing. Me as well. It's the greatest thing. I, I love how confident. Some people think he's borderline arrogant. I don't think he's arrogant. I think his confidence uh, and his brashness I don't is care. awesome. I don't care about his arrogance. You think Jim McMahon was singing Be Thou Humble on Sunday mornings? Who cares? The dude threw <laughs> touchdown passes and won games. I don't care. Well, I'm, people like, say, well, what about Ty Detmer? He was a gentleman. Ty Detmer was one of the most arrogant people I know when he was on the football field. He yes. knew he was better than you, and he would tell you about it, yes. and then he would show Do- you it. Yes, dodgeball. We're better than you, and we know yes. it. Yes. That, listen, as long as you can back it up, I don't really care how you go about it. Great. Be I nice really off don't. the field. Be, but when you're on the field, you want a guy thinking like Ty Detmer and like Jim McMahon. And I think Zach Wilson is of that yes. mental ilk. It's in, uh, there's, we say defense mechanisms, right? In the case of Zach, it's an offense mechanism to, to be great. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach Wilson's next chance happens in how many days? Countdown to the youths. 93 days. 93 days away. Uh, I don't think Jim McMahon was awake on Sunday mornings. That's what I think. <laughs> Shout out to Brett Kiesel, <laughs> former number 93 at yeah. BYU from 1997 to 2001, former star of The Dark Knight Rises. He was on the show mm-hmm. uh, once, and we asked him what happened to your character in that because he's on the field, you know. It's shot at, uh, there's a scene at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh when yeah. Kiesel was playing for the Steelers. Field, yep. Yes. Uh, and he's, yeah, Bane blows it up, and so we said, what happened to your character? He goes, oh, he got blown to smithereens. <laughs> That's what happened. He's on IMDb. We need to get him back on the show. He's great. Defensive end, 66 tackles, nine quarterback sacks, long NFL career. Shout out to Brett Kiesel. 93 days away. Our question of the day, focusing on basketball. How many days away are we from the basketball season? Well, technically, we don't don't know uh, because we don't have the schedule. Well, we can ask our next guest. Give us the schedule. Maybe we could. I don't think he'll do that, but we can can ask him. Cody Feeger is going to join us in just a bit. More on that in a second. But time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, with our voice of the nation what impact will jake toulson have on byu basketball this season at dstot 50 answers on twitter he's hungry and has a chip on his shoulder i think that is something byu has really lacked for the last few years i'm excited to have some fight in the program again jake toulson not too much fight there's been issues with that but yeah internal fight right yeah, exactly. What impact will he have? Coming up, the track team com, uh, competes off the field in a new between the lines. And Cody Fieger, men's basketball assistant coach. We'll ask him about the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we are? No. <laughs> we'll also ask him about the impact he thinks Jake Toulson will have. Look at Sharp, Cody. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Watch the show on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on BYU Radio's app or where podcasts are found. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We welcome in now men's basketball assistant coach Cody Feeger. Wasn't he just in here? It was the second time in like, I don't know, two or three weeks, right? 
Yeah, right before uh, I headed off to Dallas to go recruit. So yes. second time in here. This okay. place is awesome. It's great. Let's have one of you in here every week. Yeah, no, I'm oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I love making decisions in the moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the I'll production staff's like, sorry, what? Yeah. Um, we'll tackle recruiting and Jake Tools in just a moment, but the father and son's basketball camp is always a hit at BYU. Um, and we were just talking about it. I want to take my son Jax to it next year. Why Why is that the thing to do at BYU, the father and son's basketball? It just happened. Over the just week. Happened. It just okay. happened, yeah. We just got done yesterday at noon. I've worked camps since I've been 16 years old all over the country, from UCLA, Stanford, Indiana, everywhere. It's by far the best camp. You know, you get to see these fathers and sons bond together all weekend, right? These guys that make a ton of money, and they're sleeping in the dorms with their son. And it's just, it's just an unbelievable experience for these guys. And it's not necessarily a basketball camp. It's a sports camp. Like, yeah. there's lots of sports involved, I think. Yeah, right? yeah there's gymnastics. We've got Is there football. really gymnastics? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll tell you a story about a. We've got a lot of hero dads. It's awesome. They got, they got a pro day, so they'll run the 40 yard dash. <laughs> um, I know all about Spencer, that, yeah, Cody. Will be great. <laughs> I know all about it. So, so it's been, it was an awesome weekend, right? There's just so many different things they can do from chip and putt to uh, spike ball, you name it. Oh, kind spike of ball? It. I love spike ball. Yeah. Our, our staff did, uh, me, Burge, and uh, Nick, we, we did a little, um, a little session on how we do analytics with our team and our player development, our scout reports. So they kind of got into sit into that too. So it was awesome. We we at least want the invite next year. Oh, of course. Just, yeah, to, just yeah. to see at least that part. I want to see how you guys break it down. Yeah, that'll be so great. The best part was just these hero dads, right? So a dad was doing the gymnastics one. I don't know if he was doing the rings hold or what, but he tore his bicep. Oh! Oh, my what, goodness. Was it a dad we would know? No, okay. no, no. There are but, a lot of but famous dads that come yeah. into town, right? Yeah, so we had a torn bicep. I can't tell you how many pulled hamstrings on the 40, right? Um, That's your future. <laughs> so, so make sure you're loose. Make sure you're getting yeah. ready. Okay. Now, you don't have to be the hero, right? You don't have to do no. it. You can just get a seven-second seven 40. You can yeah. just do yeah. it for fun. Yeah, it's I've been a, telling Spencer that for a long time. It's about the kids at the end of the day, so... Hey, be I'll, ready. Be be loose. Be nimble. Be ready seven, to go. Seven second forty. I can handle. For <laughs> yes, sure. you can. I know you can do that I, one. Yeah. Yes, I, I can no handle. Doubt. I can handle a five three forty, Cody. There okay. you go. Yeah, All right. Exactly. Well, that's cool. Yeah, uh, just happened over the weekend. I don't know when it becomes available for next year, but Bureau uh, Sports camps, right? Awesome. Okay, Jake Tilson. We can finally talk about him officially on the air because he uh, was announced Friday. This is a big get. This is probably as big a get I, I feel like this team could get right away, right? A guy from Utah Valley that was with you guys, and he's coming back to BYU. Coming back to BYU. I mean, he's, he's a special, special kid, right? A uh, special guy, right? He's a dad. Um, so when he came over to us at Utah Valley, he, he like everything we talked about, everything he did, he, he listened. Exactly what we talked to him about, changing his body, right, and his leadership, um, he became an everyday guy, which was most important. We had him worry about two things when he came over, um, being the best teammate he could be every single day and being the hardest worker every single day. Um, and that's kind of how he changed his mindset throughout his whole redshirt year, helped him his junior year, and then his, you know, helped him his sophomore year, then his junior year, he, he uh became WAC Player of the Year. So Burgess has actually a great story of um, recruiting. Um, in uh, He was in Atlanta. So Burge was out in Atlanta recruiting, and he saw Coach K, the real Coach K, Coach Krzyzewski, right, 
from Duke and Coach Coach K walks by him. You know, Burge played for Coach K and gave each other a hug, and they were talking a bunch of different things. And then Coach K goes to Burge. He goes, hey, man, great get with Toulson. That's a great get. He's going to be a great player for you guys. And, you know, Burge is like, it's about time we beat you guys on a recruit, right? <laughs> um, because he had a chance at Duke. He had a chance at Duke. In Virginia, right? And, and then Burge saw t- Coach Bennett uh, later on that day and, you know, talking to him a little bit. You know, congrats, Coach, on the great year. And Tony Bennett's like, oh, you know, BYU. Hey, Toulson, man, great get. We would have loved to have him. He's a great player. So Jake... Jake is going to be a big part of this year. I mean, he's a great kid. It, his best thing is going to be his leadership. He's phenomenal because he's an everyday guy. You know, and when, and when your best players can be an everyday guy and hold other guys accountable, and he's in the gym more than anyone, he's in our film room more than anyone, um, it, it's going to be a great impact for us. I he's, think he's chippy too. You talked about, oh, yeah. you know. Zach Wilson and guys like that, he is a chippy dude on the court, and he's relentless. He's every day. You need those guys. I know that sometimes BYU has this idea of like, oh, it's a bunch of return missionaries that are good. Like, yes, that's important, but you're here to compete. You're here to win, so you need a certain level of fire. Yeah. It sounds like Jake has that. Yeah, yeah, and he, like he said, he's done his individual stuff. He, you know, he won WAC player. That he wants to win at the end of the day, and that's, that's something he's going to really help with his team, his leadership, his winning, his persona. Everything he brings to this team is going to be huge. We're talking about perennial national contenders with Duke and Virginia, and he chooses to come back to the school he originally left, BYU. Why? Why did he do that? The biggest thing, I think, is because he really believes in Coach Pope, right? He loves Coach Pope. Coach Pope's been there with him since day one. He believes in him. Uh, he's an incredible leader. Coach Pope finds different ways to push buttons every single day, and that's something Jake needs, right? Jake could have gone to Texas Tech, right? They, Arizona, Arizona State. I mean, it, it's it's amazing the list of all the sc- Michigan, right? Of all the list of schools that wanted Jake, and he decided to want to play his last year with uh, Coach Pope here. So, and like you guys, he probably doesn't even have to move. Just, he doesn't have to move. Very convenient. <laughs> you know? Very lovely. Yeah, it's great. I, I didn't realize how good of a shooter he was. Now I'm going to go next level in shooting. A 180 guy. So typically that's a 50 from the field, 40 from three, 90 from free throw. He's, not, he's two of those three, but he's 183.6 on that. He's just an amazing shooter. He's really efficient, right? He takes all great shots at, at, at great times. He knows how to get to his spots and score. Um, he is relentless at being perfect at that is every single day, right? He's working on his finishes, catching and shooting threes. He's got a uh, post-up game too, right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's incredible in the post, right? He just makes the easy play. Um, and we had a good three-point shooting team at Utah Valley too, right? And so Jake could Jake makes people better. The best thing I can say about Jake offensively um, is he makes other players better. And, yeah, being a 183 guy. And like I said during the break here, there was like a 15-game stretch in the year where he was like a 195. Woo! That's incredible. That's, that's great I mean, th- shooting. Th- those are crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. Cody Feger, men's basketball assistant coach with us on BYU Sports Nation. What was the timeline like in recruiting Jake back to BYU when all these other schools were in the mix? Like how much of a window did you have with him before you got this thing finalized and, and he was decided on BYU? Um, I mean, you know, we've kind of had a – as soon as he put his name in the portal, right, and um, it was like a two, three-week window where we'd have great discussions and, 
you know, he had great discussions with Coach Pope and the rest of the staff. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a crazy amount of time because he he's been at a couple of different programs. Like he knew what he wanted, right? He knows what what what's what makes him comfortable and what helps push him, what what helps him get great at the end of the day. And that's what he wants to be. Like he wants to be a pro, and he's going to find the best possible way for him to for him, for that to be possible. We joked about the schedule, but uh, any idea when we'll have the non- <laughs> non-conference? The I'm, league releases the conference schedule, but you guys release Yeah, so the league uh, releases that in August, and then Jake, or sorry, why am I talking about Jake again? But Jake's Jake, on the mind. Jake's on the mind, but um, our schedule should hopefully be done in the next three weeks. We okay. Got, we got four games we still have to get, um, so that's going to take a little bit of time, but... Hopefully in the next three weeks. Who's in charge of that? Is it one of you? Me. I'm you? Okay. Scheduling. So I did that at Utah Valley. Gotcha. It was awesome. It was just a little bit different, right? So we had to bring in a ton of money at Utah Valley because it helped supplement the athletic department. Yeah. Here so you at go Butte. out on the road. You play Duke in Kentucky in a weekend yeah. or whatever, right? And that's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what's so amazing that we won 23 games last year and 25 games last year because we have to be bought five times. Right, so we're going to mm. Gonzaga, going to Duke, going to Kentucky. Now this place is a little different, where we can bring teams in, right? So you don't we have, have to be bought as much we, or we, at we, all, right? Yeah, we so don't have to be bought. Okay. So that that just that just changes things gotcha. completely for us. Cody, great stuff. Uh, here's to no torn biceps <laughs> or pulled hamstrings, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and uh, tone it down, hero dads. It's it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be mediocre when you get into your uh, mid forties and fifties, right? Okay. Yeah, just just let your kids run. Take fast. it easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's give you some karma for the schedule. Yes, for those yeah. four games. Get it done. Good luck. We're looking forward to uh, what's on the slate. Feel like we know the eleven. We're excited about the other four. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks Cody. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Coming up, distance runner Clayton Young on securing two NCAA championship bids and the Cougars' domination in Sacramento. Yeah, that's the right phrase for it: domination. And between the lines, centers on BYU track and field as they should. Record-breaking is the theme of the season. This is BYU Sports Nation. We roll in BYU Sports Nation. Back to work on a Tuesday after the Memorial Day holiday. Hope you enjoyed it. Some family, good food, and we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines for a second time. Mark Pope, you missed it, announced last Friday that six-foot-five guard Jake Toulson, reigning whack Conference Player of the Year. I just said WAC Conference. That's from the Department of Redundancy. That's Department. okay. He'll transfer from Utah Valley to play at BYU. Toulson, who graduated from UVU earlier this month, shot 54% from the field, 45% from three, and 85% from the free throw line last season. He'll enroll as a graduate transfer and be eligible to play immediately in the 2019-2020 season. Cody Figer, assistant coach for BYU, just told us that uh, Duke and Virginia – Mike Krzyzewski and Tony Bennett, head coaches, congratulated Chris Burgess on getting Jake Tools, and that's a big deal. They that's, were in the mix. Oof. They were in the mix. How about that? After losing its first two games in the West Coast Conference Baseball Tournament and bowing out, the Cougars did not get an at-large bid to the NCAA Tournament, ending the season 36-17. and Outright West Coast Conference, uh, WCC Conference champ, Spencer. Uh, BYU went 7-7 <laughs> seven and seven in the Final 14. Uh, were they robbed of a bid? Up for debate, we discussed in the opening segment. I, lo- I love things like that. Even commercials in the NBA 90s. basketball. It's fantastic. Yeah. NFL football. It's like, well, National, National Football, football League football. football. There are other 
versions, but yes. whatever. It's yeah. all good. I get it. I did it. I did it. It's all good. BYU track and field totaled 22 national qualifiers at the NCAA preliminaries Woo! this past weekend. Athletes Ricky Factory Jr., Whitney Orton, Kate Hunter, and Talon Franco all scored career best in their respective events. And Erica Burke Jarvis whoo, set her fifth school record in the steeplechase. Qualifiers will compete in the 2019 NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Austin, Texas, June 5th through the 8th. Good luck and congratulations. We'll talk to Clayton Young coming up of the uh, 10K, six of which uh, qualified. An NCAA record. Six, six people in the same event. Listen, those guys run around pro with their shirts off. They're putting in the work. You, they, know? you can do whatever you want. All the ladies know it. And the men's golf team finished playing the NCAA Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas, taking 30th after shooting 74 over par. That's uh, Congratulations on getting that. That's not what they wanted to do, I know. Brock Stranger led the Cougars at 17 over par. That was a tough course. We were told that by Bruce. Yeah, one Brock of the Bank. toughest in recent memory. But, but wow, that's a, that's a pretty wild score. But congratulations on back-to-back NCAA championships. Uh, top 30. Yeah, hey, even at, that, even at that score, listen, top listen, 30. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. It's kind of a sour note for those guys who wanted to be better. But listen, when the dust settles, you go, oh, back-to-back? Awesome. Yes, well, the BYU track and field team also pacing for a phenomenal year. We oh, just went. It's through, more than that. We just went through a, a list of record-breaking scenarios and different players and athletes that are moving on to the NCAA championships. But between setting school and national records, you have to wonder, hmm, what can't this team do? So we thought that we would give them a chance to show their running abilities in a different way and with that let's go between the lines BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines Hi my name is Emma Gee I'm from Broomfield Colorado and I run the steeplechase Hi my name is Maddie Cannon I'm from Mapleton Utah and I also run the steeplechase Hi I'm Jacob Fouts from Eugene Oregon I throw the discus and the hammer and this is Between the Lines Emma, you and Maddie both qualified for the steeplechase. What is the hardest part about that race that an outsider might not realize? When you're jumping over the water jump with three other women and their arms are flying and my arms are flying and then you get hit in the face. And like you can fall down and you just got to get back up and keep going. So Everyone's just trying to survive. Yeah. Um, Maddie, consider you also playing basketball in high school. Who has the better jump shot, you or your husband? It's like, okay. You get that one? Back to Cannon. McKay up for three. Good! As Cannon launches a three, he's down. Come on, Maddie. Oh, he's going to have to find some room. Goes up for three. Nice. The ball's kind of slick. Ah. It's obviously me. This isn't my size, by the way. <laughs> Jacob, rumor has it that you love to hike. What is your favorite hike in Utah County? I think one of my favorite hikes here in Utah is in American Fork Canyon. You hike up, uh, you park at Silver Lake Flats. There's a beautiful lake. You catch a bunch of Arctic grayling, trout. That's uh, definitely my favorite hike. Which of the three of you would win in a game of track and field war? <laughs> it's me. Yeah, right. It's 
Okay, here are the rules of track and field war. We will flip these cards until we get the same card, and then we will race to go get the shoe. Thanks for joining us on In Between the Lines. That's all we've got for you today. Go Cougs! Go Cougs! Woo! Okay, when you're that quick, you should consider doing other things besides the discus. Defensive line? Uh, the three cone uh, would be pretty fast there. Like that explosion out of the gate. Listen, I want to see him versus Brackenell Bakery. Let's go. Let's set that up between the let's lines. See the swim move? Yeah, and then let's make Bracken do the discus. <laughs> I want to see that. Into Bracken doing anything in, pretty much yes. is gold on television. Into a grill where the gas is going for a minute. Because <laughs> we saw that. <laughs> Between the lines, well done. Hashtag BYUBTL uh, on the social media machine. Coming up, Brandon Davies is going to Spain, but it's a different team than was reported at first. Who mm-hmm. is it? Okay, and Clayton Young. Just one of the many outstanding track and field athletes. He's headed to Nationals. This is BYU Sports Nation. One of the six in the 10K. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. The Bad Cat season's over, but what's coming back next year? And how do the holidays in Hawaii sound? Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, they sound fantastic, Jerem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome Can back we to the, the show. show. Yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> We're just putting it out there, making the official request from Studio B right to, now. To the brass <laughs> watching. We also have this question. What impact will Jake Toulson have on BYU basketball this season? Cody Feger just joined us, talked a lot about his leadership and how he wants to be the guy leading the troops and he wants to work every day. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, transfers over because BYU With basketball. Some of his ex-teammates. Yeah, that's true. And, and BYU basketball's kind of been without that brash, confident, chippy leader for a while. Yes, there's a certain personality, right, that uh, you could have different types for leaders, but uh, Jake is certainly a guy that can provide the juice on and off the court, man. Stephen Hadley answers on Facebook, I think Jake will be great, not expecting miracles from this team, but play better than they did last game of the season. We do expect miracles from the football team every year. (laughs) The beginning, it's like, you better part the Red Sea, man. Hashtag BYUSN if you'd like to join the conversation. And with that, we welcome in our next guest and roll out our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Clayton Young has qualified for nationals in both the 5,000 and 10,000 meter races for now three straight years. Nice. Clayton, congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to the desk. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Six guys in the 10,000 meters from BYU, an NCAA record for a team in one single event, qualify for nationals. What was that race like? 48 guys overall in the race in regionals, which is a ton of bodies. Yes. You play six at nationals. What, what was that like? Yeah, it was, I mean, we knew that we could get the big four, what we call, into the race. Uh, me, Rory, Connor Mance, and Connor McMillan. Uh, but to get five and six in um, was unreal. Uh, the emotion captured by the photography team out there was unreal. Um, and it's really cool to see, you know, the BYU team raise the tide and really qualify that many guys. To be part of an NCAA record, I mean, I don't know if it's exact record. I mean, as far Let's as we know, is, you know, yeah, we just say it is. Uh, <laughs> But to have six guys do it is is unreal. The six pack, the super six. Do we have a nickname for this yeah, group? Yeah, yeah, Besides yeah. The big four, right? I, I'm, <laughs> they say that we're the six BYU pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. That's incredible, and that's part of this uh, kind of golden era of distance running, especially with the men, yeah. where you guys have been top three the last two years. You yeah. took third and then second. And now this group in the 10K, the 5K, this has been a special experience with this group of guys. Amen. I, I couldn't agree more. It's a great time to be part of BYU. And it's been cool to see the progression. I mean, I'm a fifth-year senior, and so seeing it go from year to year to year to year, uh, just better and better and better, and more and more guys qualify. Did you feel like a couple of years ago when this group kind of uh, got together and coalesced, and it's been the last, I guess, two or three years. Everything okay over there? You good? Okay. Uh, <laughs> That you guys, you guys have done some amazing things. Did you realize in the beginning, okay, we've got a special group, or did it take winning something to say, oh, I think we're good? You know, when I was originally recruited four or five years ago, there were 12 of us that recruited, big recruiting class. And there was some talk on the social media and threads about, wow, look at this BYU recruiting class. Didn't pan out right away and we've lost a lot of guys since to missions or marriages or I don't know the BYU way the BYU way right and uh so to kind of bring that all back together my senior year uh it definitely was really neat and so it really wasn't in this pic in the picture until I'd say the last couple of years especially taking third and second in cross and you know 10k in crosses can translate pretty well to 10k on track Clayton Young of BYU Track and Field just qualified for the 10,000 and 5,000 meter races for a third consecutive year is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Every group has kind of a unique characteristic that makes them next level or special. What is it about this group, this BYU men's track and field team, that sets it apart from other teams that you've been on? Yeah, um, I would say it's the the ham and egger mentality. Mm. And you might have heard that statement thrown around by us before, but... We have a couple of team captains that just really know how to work and um, have kind of shown that example. And I think we're just really hardworking blue-collar athletes. And it really helps when you've got a, a coach like Coach Eyestone, that two-time Olympian. I mean, he's done the ham and egg in himself. Yeah. And he knows uh, how to push us. Um, so I would say that is really what sets us apart. We're not afraid of running lots of miles and working really hard. Uh, give us an idea of how many miles you run a week. This is always my favorite question. Yeah. Distance runners. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know Jared Ward's been on here, so I'm not quite hitting his <laughs> status. But uh, I would say, me personally, I'm hitting uh, 90 to 100 miles a week. Do a, 90 to so, 100? 
Yeah. Uh, and I would say that's, that's probably what the majority of our guys are hitting. Wow. Um, obviously Is that over six days, six days, six days. Yeah. We, we take it off on. So you're going 15 so. ish a day. Yeah. I mean, Monday through Friday, it's usually a five mile morning run and 10 to 12 miles in the afternoon. And then on Saturdays, we'll usually do a long run, which is anywhere from 16 to 20 miles um, and just one go. So Jared Ward yeah. wasn't a marathoner when he was at BYU. He became a marathoner. Yeah. Is this something that any of you have considered given oh, the success of Jared Ward absolutely. and that mustache? Y- yes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the mustaches might be coming out as we graduate <laughs> and move on to the marathon. But uh, um, yeah, it's definitely what we're considering. I mean, there's, there's three of us seniors that are um, really considering running post-collegiately and running professionally. And um, all signs point towards the marathon, especially with Jared Ward. Sure. It's cool with uh, Shea Collinsworth, Shaq Walker, Jared Ward, others perhaps. The pro running is a yeah. thing that is a possibility yeah. thanks to these guys, right? Yeah. Ed Eystone, of course, did it forever, many others. So yeah. it's cool. How does Jared Ward impact you specifically and individually in a pursuit like that? That is a fantastic question. Um, Finally, I, we asked one. I've, yeah. <laughs> we, we did I, it. <laughs> we did it. It really is because I've always said that I'm personally on the Jared Ward plan. Mm. Um, I relate to Jared Ward in a lot of ways. Uh, I come from a big high school that really dominated. Um, I come here to BYU and I've kind of moved up the ranks. Um, I, my beautiful wife, Ashley, and my baby girl, Lucy, um, Jared had two kids in college as well, and he's a family man, and he's really shown that, you know, you can run professionally and have a family, and you can do it successfully. Um, and so he's been a, a big motivation for me in terms of my family life, my religious life, and my professional running life in the future, um, that it is possible. And then I also just think of, you know, he's he's still around, and he's co- he's training in this area, and so... I mean, on the weeks when we're really, when coach really wants us to get some good workouts in, he'll jump in the workouts and we'll race and run with him two or three times a week. And that is, has been a huge help. It's nice to have that pace setter. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really though. It's, it's nice to hang on for dear life uh, every now and then. Fantastic. Clayton, congratulations again. Um, So awesome. We would love for you to sign our Sailor Coog flag. I'd love to. One of the super six pack. Yes. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation (laughs) karma for nationals, too. Amen. Good luck. I'd love it. Thanks, Clayton. 22 qualifiers in all, by the way. So cool. Amazing. Really excited. June 5th through the 8th in Austin. Coming up, we saw perhaps the greatest shooting duel in the history of BYU over the weekend in basketball. Who was involved and who won? I will tell you. Now I'm intrigued. And more former Cougars repping the red, white, and blue. What a weekend for that. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Cody Feger, men's basketball assistant coach, and Clayton Young, one of the six... Men that qualified for NCAA Nationals in the 10,000 meters. Guy who has pro running aspirations. Great conversation with him. Shows on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Basketball. Jake Toulson's back at BYU. The 2018-19 WAC Player of the Year averaged nearly 16 points a game, shooting 54% from the field, 45% from three. He spent his first year and a half at BYU before transferring to Utah Valley. He's a grad transfer. He's eligible to play right away. Baseball. Number one seed BYU baseball of the West Coast Conference. 
lost to number two seed Gonzaga 3-1 in their second game of the tournament. Following their two tournament losses, the Cougars not included in the field of 64 for the NCAA tournament on Selection Monday. So the season comes to an abrupt end. But 36 wins, 17 losses, first outright regular season WCC title. All good things, just with kind of a disappointing, not just kind of, a disappointing finish. Track and field. 22 athletes qualified for nationals out of the NCAA prelims in Sacramento over the weekend. Ricky Fantroy Jr., Whitney Orton, Kate Hunter, and Talum Franco all uh, performed career best, career records, uh, PRs in their respective events. Nationals are June 5th through the 8th in Austin, Texas. Erica Burke Jarvis broke the school steeplechase record at the NCAA West Preliminary on Friday with a time of 9 minutes, 42 seconds, 54 hundredths. The All-American has already broken school records in the indoor mile, indoor 3,000 meter, indoor distance medley relay, and outdoor 5,000 meters. That's amazing. <laughs> golf. She had a baby like a year ago. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. The men's golf team finished play in the NCAA Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas, taking 30th overall, 74 over par. Brock Stranger led the Cougars at 17 over. Volleyball. BYU Volleyball represented with Team USA. Taylor Sander and Jake Langlois, as well as Ben Patch, have been named to the U.S. Men's Volleyball Nations League 25-man preliminary roster. Rob Nelson as an assistant coach. How about Rob Nelson getting it done as well, Mm -hmm. coaching level? First match, May 31st in Poland against Brazil. The U.S. will host the final round in Chicago beginning July 10th. Mary Lake in the USA playing Serbia right now. U.S. up two sets to one. And Heather Olmstead, Heather Knighting, and the USA Collegiate National Team lost a match and uh, won a match against Japan. Heather Knighting had six kills in each of those matches. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies and BC Zalgiris currently playing game one in the Lithuanian finals against Ritas. Zalgiris up 44-35 at halftime. Davies, news report from Eurohoop says that uh, he and Barcelona are finalizing a deal that will send him to Spain. We'll not Real Madrid. The, sorry, not Bar- yeah, Barcelona, Barcelona, yeah. but playing this in is Spain. A this is different. Okay, well, there we go. Today's rise and wow. shout-outs. For me, it goes to Erica Burke-Jarvis, and you so just good. brought it up, Jim. She is a mother. She had a baby yeah. like a year ago, and she now has broken five school records for BYU. Incredible stuff. Mine goes to BYU legend Michael Smith and Associate Athletic Director Brian Santiago. Three-point shootout at the father and son's camp. Smith went 32 of 33 to win. Santiago <laughs> went 30 of 33. That is awesome. These guys can shoot it. 32 of 33. Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. What impact will Jake Toulson have on BYU basketball this season? At CRLMs on Instagram, he adds another tool for Coach Pope, especially to improve three-point shooting. Excited for this pickup. Don't be a tool. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, ran out of time. You know. Shout out to Alema Fatisimanu. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation at noon Eastern. Go Cougs. Ah!